Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Isn't It Lovely podcast, the podcast where we seek to shine the light on all that is lovely. I am Tracy. And I am Rachel. And we are so thrilled for you guys to hear this incredible conversation that we had today with Brayden Medrano, who is the Teen and Outreach Director for Boys and Girls Club of the Sioux Empire. We do talk to Brayden about his work with Boys and Girls Club. We also talk about the Greater Sioux Falls community, the impact that we can all have on the youth here. We talk about challenges that may surprise you. We also talk about victories that our kids are having today. It's a fantastic conversation. We're so excited for you to hear it. And a special shout out to Ignite Infrared Fitness Studio for being our sponsor for this episode. If you guys are looking for an amazing place to move your body, Rachel and I could not recommend this place more. You can go to ignitefitness.studio to sign up for your first class or the Mind Body app. And your first class is always free. Thanks, Ignite. Brayden, you currently serve, you're the teen and outreach director for Boys and Girls Club of the Sioux Empire. And we heard you speak at an event last month and we were immediately yep. captivated. We literally ran up the steps to flag you down to mm-hmm. say, will you come and be on the show? Because you just have this captivating energy. Yeah. And you alluded to at that event that you have some pretty powerful backstory yeah. where programming and intervention really changed your life. Yeah. So would you be willing to just go into that a little yeah. bit before we get into your job and tell us what is your background and what is the impact that programming like this had on your life. Yeah, well, so I grew up in, I was born in Kansas City, but we moved to Omaha when I was about one years old, but it's called Boys Town, which I'm pretty sure you're familiar with. So that's where I was raised at was Boys Town. Boys Town is the biggest hub for at-risk youth, wards of the state, kids that have been placed there for whatever reason, uh, but it's just very diverse and it's kids from all over the country. So I was, I was growing up with every type of ethnicity, every type of culture, every, everything you can imagine, all housed within Omaha city limits, but it's called Boys Town. So that in itself just kind of, open my mind to what the world is. You know, if you only grow up in this certain neighborhood and you're only around these certain type of people, you only think that's what life is. And whereas I thought what I grew up on was normal. Mm-hmm. So when I will go around, when I was playing, because I was really good at baseball, I'll go play baseball and we go to rich neighborhoods and I'm sitting here like, you guys don't, I was like, where's the rest of the people? You know, it was just, <laughs> everyone kind of looked the same to me. I'm like, you know, I grew up, everything was diverse and everyone dressed differently and so on and so forth. But that kind of helped shape me to who, I eventually became today. Now, that, that, that part impacted what I do with work, but then once I transitioned back into traditional schools, then that's when I started seeing the lack of what I wanted as a kid, whereas we didn't have, like, I didn't feel like people cared, you know, because I didn't fit the mold. I grew up so intricate that I loved everything. I was athletic, I, was, I loved video games, like hardcore, I still love them today. I was into movies, I was super into music, I was into everything, like all the nerdy type of stuff, all the jock type of stuff, like every, not, not to like throw t- labels out there, but it's every type of background, I loved it all. And so when I transitioned into traditional schools, a lot of people didn't know where to categorize me. I'm over here playing and starting on all these teams and a superstar athlete, but then at the same time, I'm like super into video games and I'm competing with video games or I was into books or I was into reading, I was into movies. So no one really knew how to categorize me. So they kind of just left me to my own. And as a, as a teenager, as a young kid, like I didn't really know how to interpret that. I'm like, why can't, why won't anybody take the time to get to know me? No one's really reaching out to me. So then as I transitioned to an adult, I started to recognize that. I'm like, man, there's a lot of kids that were like me. That, that didn't fit a specific mold. And, and that was my job to try and reach out to them and try and uplift them or give them attention and just show them what we can do to help them. So. I love that so much. So was there somebody that came and intersected with you at that point and helped make you feel seen? Or was it the absence of that that created the desire in you to be that for other people? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was more so the absence of it. Uh, also, music is kind of what helped me as far as like looking up to some of these artists, you know, because uh, that kind of helped me. You know, I'm like, man, if they can make it, 
you know, I can. Because they would talk about similar things, you know, like not having much growing up, um, seeing horrible things growing up, and whatever the case may be. And if they made it, I can make it. But it, a lot of it was the, the lack of it. You know, I, I can't even tell you my teacher's names. Because they, didn't, in my opinion, they didn't, they didn't care. And I, that's like, I don't even know, I can't remember, I don't remember their names. Um, coaches, they just kind of left me be just because of, they knew my upbringing. And I was very great, and they put me on the field, and I was always starting, but they never took the time like they did other people. So it was the absence of it that made me be like, that's not how you treat humans, you know? So. Okay, so talk about that, Brian. How did you, because a lot of people would just get angry mm-hmm. and just, but how are you channeling that now into something positive and pouring back into kids? Now? Yeah. Uh, I recognize that. I recognize that in kids that it's like, you know, although I may have felt that as a youngster that I was alone in that, uh, as I became an adult, I'm like, man, there's so many humans are complex. And, uh, there's so many human beings that are going through that. And even if we think a kid has everything and we may think his life is perfect, a lot of times it's not. And so it's like you can't exclude every kid. You just have to have a conversation with them. And I, I've, I'm really great at doing what I do now, but I can have a conversation with the kid and understand immediately. I mean, this kid's going through something. He's going through pain. Right. He's yearning for this. He wants this, you know. So, I channel all, all the stuff that I felt as a kid. I just, you know, put that into my work now. Wow, you made it like your superpower, really. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that is really amazing. Yeah. So, talk about what you do. Tell us what you do at your current position. So, currently, teen and outreach director for the Boys and Girls Club in Sioux Empire. Uh, so that encompasses our teen center, and so that's that's housed downtown right now. And so we serve ages uh, 11, so currently going into 6th grade, which is typically 11 years old, all the way to currently in 12th grade, which is 18. Now, there are exceptions if you, if you are 19, but in currently in 12th grade, we'll, we still serve that. But we do a lot of programming. So we have a lot of programming, whether it's STEM-related, um, uh, if it's activity-related, we do a lot of volunteer work. We do a lot of collaboration with the Storm, the Canaries, the Stampede, on Skyforce for the kids that do athletics, great life. We do do a lot with them for camps during the summertime. Some varies throughout the, the, the school year, but we do a lot of camps with them. Uh, we push. Oh, we have culinary, so we teamed up with uh, Vanguard Hospitalities, and we have a culinary program which is going great. We're giving these kids life skills. That's a big. It's a big lack, and just in 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 our society is those those life skills. And cooking is one of them. We need it to survive. Um, so that's a ma- massive one right now. We do give free uh, Taekwondo lessons. And so that runs Monday, Wednesday, Friday right now. And it's nice. And we kids love it. So we're doing that. We've been doing, we have a big push for volunteer work. So we'll take kids any and everywhere we can volunteer. And, and, and we love it. And the kids have learned to love it. We, did, we start off with incentives. So we understood. I, I already knew, like, kids are not going to want to volunteer just out of their free will. They have to learn it. So we had volunteer, or we had incentives, just like a bag of cookies. Like they love it, you know. Like to us, I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that for, <laughs> you're not doing that for grandma cookies, but I might. Yeah, but so you know, we did that, and then we just slowly weaned off that. Like after they got used to it, and then we just kind of weaned off it. So they love volunteer work. Um, there are some community events that we take them to, and we let them have a voice because I've seen a lack of that. I've seen everyone talking about youth experiences and and what the youth need and what the youth need, and although. We're all educated as adults, and we know what we want them to do, but at the same time, that's not, that's not what the youth want. You know, so we take them there, and, we, and we've been doing this for about a year, but we let them have a voice. They're talking about social issues within their communities, and the kids get to talk. They get to express what they're seeing in their specific community and how we can help them, which is important because as a kid, I'm like, man, like, no one even asked me. You know, they just told me what I wanted to do. I'm like, and you just fall, you fall in line, but... These kids, I'm like, we need to give them a voice. 
you know, if, we, if we're talking about empowering them, we got to let them have a say so in it. And so, and that's been going great. Community loves it. They love the fact that we're taking the time to take these kids there, teaching them skills like beyond what most people do, what most uh, after schools or even schools can help them with. And, and I love it. And so that's, that's the majority of the job. The other part of it's outreach. So it's connecting with individuals like you, you guys, um, just any new partnerships we can develop, any relationships we can develop, getting it in the community, meeting with community members, prominent figures, or just people who really want to help and bridging that gap and helping, helping to cultivate a better culture for our kids. That's so awesome. So when you talk about that, what, what is the need that you need from the community? You talked about yeah. partnerships. Are you talking about yeah. people going and volunteering with the kids, creating more programming? Yeah. Tell us about it. Uh, a lot of it's awareness. Okay. Awareness of some of the needs. Like we have, we have a whole Google Doc uh, just between the staff and I about what we need for, to help our kids, and not only just our kids, but others. But I would say the, the awareness of the things that they can provide for these kids. You know, a lot of these kids are coming from homes where they don't really have a lot at home. They're lacking clothing, proper clothing. They're lacking... Um, proper food, proper nutrition. So it's little things like that they could donate. Um, but also with the programming, it costs money. You know, it costs money for us to do what we do. And so a lot of that, a lot of the do- donations, we, we really love it. But a small amount helps, you know. And I'm not here to ask for donations, but that's, you know, that's yeah. something that, that, I, that, would, that I would like the community to know. Um, but also, you know, give these kids a chance. The society we knew as, as it was back then, wherever you're from, has changed. You know, 20 years ago when I was a teenager, it's not that anymore. You know, technology advanced. They're dealing with far more issues, social issues, than we were as kids. And so it's just, it's just being aware of what these kids are going to or taking the time to learn what they're going through. And that's a big thing. A lot of times they just perceive what they want to perceive versus actually educating themselves on what these kids are going through and then how we can help them. And reach out to the, to the to people who are working with these kids and asking us, you know, how can we help? What are these kids going through? Why are we doing this? We're more than happy to have a conversation with them. That is so phenomenal. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and we have spoken with other representatives from other mm-hmm. nonprofits in the community. And so we talk a lot about compassion and empathy and that it doesn't matter how many mm-hmm. times people have come through the doors to receive the, the programming or whatever it is that they are to be honored and respected and loved for, for who they are. So I wanted to go back to what you said, that there are maybe some misperceptions that people have or like some judgments, even toward kids, which is heartbreaking, but we know it exists. So if you could help us educate ourselves, our listeners, where can they go to hear, like you said, some of these stories, like the kids that you work with now, they have a voice. You guys are giving them a platform to share so people can be more in tune with what's going on. How can people find, how can they educate themselves and how can they find that out? Where would you point them? Uh, I would, well, biggest thing is I'd point them to come to talk to me about it. You know, just because I've been around it for so long and I know, and I know several stories of kids from when I first started in the career to now and can kind of give them more awareness of what a typical day for these kids is really like and so that they're more aware that way when they do see a kid acting out a little bit at a store or in the public they have a different perception like okay maybe he's going through this right now you know but we can take the we can take the initiative as adults and just have a small conversation with that kid and you'll you'll you realize how far that goes I talk with kids all the time when I'm with my daughter. She gets annoyed. She's like, Dad, you know them? Dad, you know them? I'm like, no, me, hi, you know? But I'm just, that's just in my nature to, to, to interact with humans, but, I, but I, I understand what, I understand kids are far greater. And so I'll just say a little something, something goofy to the little kid. 
whether it's a little kid or it's a teenager, I'll talk this way to a teenager and just, you know, you'll see their faces and their, and their demeanor change. So I would say that, number one, um, when we do go to some of these community events that the kids are speaking at, I would say go try and go to one. And if you can, if you see these kids there, the younger ones, uh, sit with them. Let them talk. And when you hear what they're going through, it's eye-opening because then it puts per, it, reality in perspective. Like, wow, this is going on like two miles from my house, you know? Like, we're right next to each other in all reality. The radius of Sioux Falls is not that big, so we all live very close to each other. And if this is going on where he's living at, like, that's, you know, that's crazy, you know? So I would, those are the two biggest things. Come find a person like myself, have the conversations, but also go to these events that the kids are speaking at. Can you tell, okay, I have two, two follow-up questions to that. Can you tell us a story? You mentioned that you have so many stories. Can you tell us a story of maybe a youth that you've interacted with in the past and then what they're doing today? Yeah. And then secondly, what are these community events that they're speaking at? Yeah. Like, where can we go? So start with the story and then tell us, where do we yeah, go? I'll, I'll tell you one from the past and, okay. then, and then a current one. Okay. Um, so in the past, I, and this was on my birthday, kid messaged me. Uh, so I had, when I, when I went to the reservation, I was working as a behavioralist at, at a travel school. Um, and, you know, all the kids loved me because I was, you know, because I'm cool. But <laughs> You are cool. <laughs> but anyways, you know, he's a, I, man, I love that kid today. But uh, so anyways, he always looked at me. Every, every group I would run or anything I would do after school, because I would do behavioral work during the day. And he, he wasn't a behavioral kid. But then I would do after school, after school like after when school let out. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I would do a program or, or a group, he would always be in it. Every, it didn't matter what I did kid looked up to me and I was with I was at the school for four years and I went to a different school um and so but I was kept in context I would, every year I would go back to their powwows and I would you know say hi to everybody and he always touch base on that so anyways years went on he added me on Facebook and he, he graduated a couple years ago but on my birthday he said happy birthday and I was like thanks man and then he sent me a picture of him doing the same job I did he's like who he said who would have thought I would have been like Brayden and I was, I was like, wow, this is cool. You know, I was so excited because I was like, man, this little kid, you know. And I knew his background. And he, and he had a loving loving grandmother and grandfather. But he was living in a lot of stuff, a lot of negativity. But he was like, man, this kid. You know, I'm glad I did because I was consistent with him. And, and I'm glad that he had someone positive look up. So that was like, well, that's a big, there's numerous stories. That was a big story. Uh, it was like more recently, but it's something from the past. But then more recently, uh, the kid moved away. He moved to Minnesota. But he had been with us for a few years. And big boy you know he's like a beast you know and he's he was eighth grader but they put him up on a lot of varsity things because of how big he was and he was strong he's athletic but i seen something in my i seen something in him and as well as staff did and he was he was different he loved helping people he loved everything that wasn't a typical jock and although he loved sports he just cared more about helping people and i'm like man that's 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 awesome man because as a society we kind of just focus on if you're athletic you have to do that doesn't matter what else you feel. doesn't matter what else you're passionate about. You got to play this. And he's big for an eighth grader. So everyone was just like, you need to do this and this and this and this. And that's great. But this boy had a different passion. And so we really honed in on that. And we really honed in on getting him in volunteer work. Anytime a, 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 an adult would come to our club, he's the first one. Hey, how's it going? My name is blah, blah, blah. He would introduce himself. He, had, he was very polite, helping. He would always try and help the young the sixth graders. You know, put him in check at his school. He was the leader there, like one of their, I forgot what it was called, was that Whittier? But he was in the leadership group. And we would get him, we would take him to uh, the community events and he would speak and he would always speak. You know, so I was, that's, I was so happy for that boy because I'm like, man, like he probably would have been pushed to play sports and he, that wasn't his passion. His passion is, is helping people. And I'm like, 
I mean, I'm just glad that he was able to see, to see that. And now he can continue on that. And I hope he comes back because he might come back to Sioux Falls. But as he it journeys on with his life, I hope that he continues with that because we've, we've, been, we've been able to push him, to push him and see his real potential. So. I love that. Okay, and then community events. Yeah. Where can we go to these community yeah. events? And then if you could also just share with our listeners where people can find you, information about Boys and Girls Club, yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah, if you just go to Boys and Girls Club, SueEmpire.org. That's our official website. Um, there will be a tab to any of our programs. We have ELA, which is Early Learning Academy, four weeks to five years old, K-5. Um, and then also the Teen Center, which would be 6th through 12th. And that's the one that I run. And you can contact any of us, depending on which program you want to uh, reach out to. But also, if you know other staff members, on, you can reach out to them as well. And that's to get a hold of us. Um, as far as the community events, right now they have Table Talks, which runs, I believe, quarterly. And so we go to those. We're in the process of doing a, ch- a child one it's more, or a teenage one um, to specifically have teenagers talk. And so that one, I can't, I'm looking forward to that one. That way it's just nothing but kids, and we get to actually hear from them. And, and it's kids from all over. It's kids from very wealthy all the way to just lower income and everything in between and hearing what they're going through. And that way we can take that knowledge as adults and cater around that instead of just forcing what we think they need to do. So I would say start there. So when we do have those community, it's not ran by us, but when we have the community event, the community table talks, I would say go to those. Today's episode is brought to you by Ignite Fitness Studio, our favorite place to work out, Tracy. Oh gosh, our favorite. We found Ignite Fitness Studio, gosh, at the end of the pandemic when we just needed to get out of our houses and do something positive for our body. And we took our first class and we have never looked back. Everybody was so incredible, Tracy. They were so warm and welcoming. There was so much body positivity and inclusivity. It was the most incredible feeling. And you know, I've done hot yoga for years, but this infrared heat at Ignite hits just totally different. The room is not stuffy and you just experience a feeling of total detox when you're done. Absolutely. There's so many incredible endorphins. There's a variety of classes, Trace. There's low intensity, high intensity, something for everyone. If you go to ignitefitness.studio or the Mind Body app to sign up, your first class is always free. We can't wait for you guys to check it out. Thank you so much, Ignite Fitness Studio. Awesome. We mentioned your superpower earlier, but yep. something else that I'm like picking up on is that you're, you see beyond just the surface of what kids are doing. You're really seeing like their heart. And I feel like that's pure gold to have somebody like you around these kids that can really see through what, you know, maybe just, again, just normal everyday people would not be able to see. So, um, secondly, I was thinking about just what you said about how the youth today are struggling with way more stuff than what we did maybe just because I don't know, is it technology? I'm not sure, but could you speak on that? What do you see kids are struggling with the most? Yeah. Technology is one, you know, they're influenced by sometimes people who are just, who their hearts are in it for money, you know, financial gain. And so, but they're looking up to it. I get it. You know, I looked up to people when I was a kid that I'm like, yeah, they probably weren't the best influences, but it's, it's even greater now because you have YouTube influencers that are, they're pushing like this agenda and kids don't know better like they do, but they don't. So looking up to that. Um, so that's, that's a big thing. Uh, home life, I would say, you know, there's not a lot of nuclear families anymore. It's a lot of, uh, mom and dad are separated. And so you're dealing with that. And that's, and that's far, it's far more, uh, the norm than it was, you know, we were all growing up. Like there was families, but it wasn't like it is now that, and even if mom and dad are together, you, they're constantly working 
And so it's they're, they're neglecting their kids not because it's intentional. It's because they have they have to like they have survive. to work. They have to survive. And when they come home, I get it. Like I come home and I'm tired too. You know, we're all tired after we come home from a long day. And so that and the kids are lacking that attention that they want. Like human beings need attention, especially kids when they're developing. So that's a massive thing that I'm seeing. Um, music. I love music, but sometimes the kids can't decipher. Now, I will say this. When I was growing up, my dad always told me, it's fake. It's fake. Like movies, music, video games, it's fake. And I understood the concept. It's a game. You know, I'm playing Super Mario. Of course, I can't jump on turtles, you know. But in the <laughs> game, I can't. <laughs> but, I, like, I understood it. And he just told me, you know. He didn't go into detail. He's like, it's just fake. It's a video game. Okay. Whatever. But then... These kids are not understanding, you know, this, if this, if, let's say if it's rap music, they're talking about this, the violence and things like that. They're not deciphering that it's, that's entertainment. They're thinking it's 100% real, so then they want to imitate it because that's what's cool being publicized. Now they want to do that around their friends because they think it's cool, but then that results to sometimes trouble. And if that side music plays a bigger part, that I feel like that could be alleviated if we just had a conversation with them in space. Like, explain to them it's just entertainment. You know, movies. You go see a horror movie. Michael Myers. Like it's entertainment. It's not real. So that. But a lot of those are factors on uh, into what's going on with these kids now. At least, at least from the conversations I've had. How do you find you can rebuild trust? Because I hear what you're saying is that a lot of these kids also just want somebody to see them, to listen to them, to hear them, to show them compassion and empathy. And I also understand if you're coming from a place where you've experienced hardship and trauma, it can be hard to trust. Mm -hmm. So how do you and your team sort of rebuild trust with the kids that you're working with? Consistency. You uh, you can't just show up once and and have that kid trust you. And once you build that consistency with them, they realize that you're not going to leave them. You know, and so then that's when some of the kids, that's when that trust begins. And, and they need that. They need that consistency in their life. You don't, you, you don't even need to have complex conversations with them. You can just be there. And they know that. They know that. And they start to gravitate towards you. And then depending on how, how much trauma they have experienced, then they'll start to open up when they want to open up. Now, there's other kids that just want to have a conversation. They just want to be recognized. Reinforcement. The littlest things. When I was working in schools with younger kids, if the kid had troubles clicking his pen, the one time he didn't, hey, thank you for not clicking your pen. And boom, then that's when you change the mindset. Then he, then he gets that positive reinforcement. Then he starts to understand, okay, I shouldn't be clicking my pen. Now, every time I don't click my pen, Mr. Braden will be like, hey, good job, man, whatever, whatever the case may be. Then that's how you learn from there. But and when you put that with the teenagers, positive reinforcement, they do something good. Something, just say the smallest thing to them, and those kids love it. Even as adults. They can't, how many times as adults we, we love, like, hey, good, good job at work today did a good job there you know it makes you feel good and so i'm like imagine that but times a million to a kid to a kid it, it means everything when you recognize them so I positive reinforcement and that recognition noticing the small things these kids do it goes a long ways a long ways but when you do that that's when you build that respect that's when you build that trust then you can start to have those conversations with them and you can start to teach life skills you can start to dive into like when you do this here's our consequences and when we do this these are the, the this is the, this is what we get out of it. So let's try and do this next time. But also, like you got to have, you got to be level headed. You have to be patient because kids are gonna test limits. And if you react negatively, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna feed off of that. So it's patience, positive reinforcements, recognition. 
Do you feel like based on your own personal experience as, as a kid growing up and then doing this work for a long time, do you have a pretty long burning fuse for like, is your patience like, are you a pretty patient guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, my patients are beyond most people. Like I've been, there's been some time, there's so many times where kids would get mad because I wouldn't get mad, you know? And And they're trying to force a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And they are, they do, they say everything. And I would just be like, (laughs) well, when you sit down, we can go ahead and do this. And they will say whatever. Okay. Well, when we do, when we sit down, then we'll we'll go to the next step. But what I realize, well, number one, like I don't like getting angry because I look. I've seen people get angry, and I'm like, man, you look goofy right now, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, so so I always knew that as a kid. So I'm like, well, I just I won't show the emotions. Now inside, I can be upset and angry, but I won't show my emotion. Uh, but yeah, but then patience, like especially we're working with behavioral behavioral. Uh, the behavioral realm is you have to because those kids or just human beings in general they they react if i'm if i'm if you say something and i'm trying to work with you but then i'm mad then you know you got to me and you're going to keep going and keep going and keep going but if i don't show nothing then it then it then it just naturally de-escalates any situation and so i've been very great at just staying calm staying calm and sometimes i've had to do it for like three hours but it is it is what it is like i'm it helped the kid out because then I then the kid de-escalated. Then I'm able to have those conversations with the kids afterwards. So that's good. Yeah. I'm just taking parenting advice over here. Just <laughs> same. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so hard. Yeah, I, yeah. So my my daughter, whenever she she's very well behaved. But some, you know, she's a kid. She'll she'll, she'll, sure. she'll test limits. Yeah. And sometimes she'll, she'll she'll do stuff, and I'm just like, Mija, you know, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> and she's just okay. I'll clean my room. <laughs> I wait it out. You know I'm gonna wait it out. If but we should have brought her here today wait too. Yeah. Yeah, Tell yeah, us about your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what's up. Well, I want to give you one last compliment. Which maybe it's not our last compliment, but you're changing generational patterns just mm-hmm. by what you're doing. Just paying attention to these kids, being consistent, the positive reinforcement. And there are not enough people like you. So just thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate it. And we're really inspired by what you're doing. And hopefully some of our listeners will be inspired as well. Definitely. And come listen to these kids speak because they need to be heard. And I'm just, I love that you're giving these kids a voice. Yeah. It's awesome. And oh, one thing I want to ask you, I'm sorry, we're going way off our questions here, but I read something that you work with some of the kids in the juvenile detention. Yeah. So I go, I speak, I go there, I go there and speak to the kids uh, monthly and, and I love it, you know? Just that there's several pockets of kids that get overlooked or they have a negative stigma on them. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them. And like I grew up around a lot of kids that were in and out of that. And, 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 I, and I'm like, man, like the kids that were in juvenile or I think it's called juvenile corrections back home. But that were in it, when they got out, they felt like nobody cared. Because number one, school already ripped them off. And if, if they were there till 18, society had written them off. Anybody that knew them had written them off unless you were part of that group that was, you know, labeled uh, an outcast, troublemaker. And I knew that and I hated it because I'm like, man, these are my best friends. And I'm, they made a mistake, you know, like they made a mistake. But, but I always knew as a kid, I'm like, they don't have no mama. They don't have a daddy. Like, they don't have no one teaching them, you know, as a kid. But then as I got, or as a teenager, but as I got older, I'm like, man, these kids don't have much. They're coming from from homes that, are, if they have a mother, sometimes the mother is, is just not in the right, right, right state of mind. Uh, if they have a father, similar, similar situation, or they don't, sometimes they don't have anything. And it's like, how as a society can we hate on these kids and write them off when they're human beings, but have never been taught the skills? Exactly. And who's going to step up and teach them the skills, you know? That's like. Right. We're mad because they don't have one, but no one wants to put forth the effort. 
to be like, hey man, like what's going on? You know, so so I was I love going there because it allowed I ran into a couple kids, like unfortunately the circumstances weren't the greatest to run into them there, but some kids that I had worked with years ago that are there. But they knew I told them I was like, Hey man, I'm still here. I'm still here. If if you ever need anything, you know I'm still here. I'm still doing the same thing. But I go there and I love speaking to them because that's that's a pocket of kids that don't feel like they have anything and hearing their stories and having conversations like for instance I always say like who here um, knows what they can do or how to apply for a job and so kids will, some kids will say yes and like, can you explain it to me and they'll tell me and it wasn't correct but I'm like wow man like a lot of these kids don't even know how to apply for jobs what yeah. they're tired of wearing like how are they going to get a job if they don't know how to apply for a job create a resume build from there have a conversation look people in the eye um, if you need to go for rent, like how do you pay for rent? If you're struggling with rent, where do you go to get resources for that? And so I love going there because I'm like, man, I'm giving these kids at least a little bit of knowledge. But I tell every single kid, I said, when you get out, upon your release, if you ever need help, you call, just go to Google. All y'all know to Google. Go to Boys and Girls Club, Teen Center, you call me. Mm. You call me. And I'm not saying I have all the resources specifically with me, but I know enough people to get you where you need to. I said, but it's up to you. I'm telling you right now, I have those for you. So if you ever fall into a situation where it's food, where it's rent, or it's housing, or it's job, you call, and I'll put you where you need to be. And so I at least give them that, you know, because I'm like, man, these kids need it, you know? That's so good. Well, you're giving them hope, too. Exactly. Yeah, that's just the biggest thing exactly. is hope. And then resources yeah. as well. I think we talk about this a lot. We've had a couple other people on the podcast where we talk about how can we expect somebody to act a certain way or do certain things if they have never if it's never been modeled for them ever in their life. And it's one of those wild things where we take it for granted, like how to pay a bill or how to cook or all these things. So again, just the work that you guys are doing is, is invaluable to not only these kids, but to society as a, in general. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. And like, even with the JDC kids too, as well, like I go in there and I speak about real, real things and how to, how to help them. But just me being me and I love having fun. Like I'll spend 15 minutes just, joking with the kids mm. Client, treat them like humans yeah. you know because they get they get treated a certain way in there yeah. and it's like man I didn't want to be I hate it when people came in and talked to me and was just like we're going to do this 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 right. I get it but at the same time I'm like man can we just have fun you know can't we just do something fun so I, I always end it with just talking I put away the put away my pamphlets and like hey let's talk about whatever what do you like to eat What's your favorite video game character? This and that. And that. Just talk about goofy stuff and then just, and I'll build on that. But So good. Yeah. Relationship. Exactly. Build a relationship. Build a relationship. This feels the, like the perfect time to say that you were spotlighted for the After School Professional Appreciation Week yeah. spotlight, yeah. which was so exciting yeah, and cool. so fun. Yeah. And I think everybody can hear today why you received that recognition. Yeah. So, and I love that. And I know you don't do it for yeah. the awards yeah. for the recognition, but I also love that you received it. Yeah. And again, yeah. it was cool knowing the encouragement yeah. that you are literally changing lives yeah. every day. Yeah. And I love that that's your superpower. And yeah. we are so honored that we've been able to talk to you today. Thank you so much for giving us your time and helping us get this message out to our audience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We met Brayden at a derby party yep. and we were so, we were like, who's that guy? We got to go find him. Yeah. Ran and caught up with you. We ran up a yeah, flight of stairs. I guess I was out of breath too. Yeah, we, yes. you were probably like, who the heck are these? It's like, yeah, oh, those women. are like five stairs. <laughs> Maybe Come our yoga is cutting it. Come on. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. Well, we end every show, Brayden, by talking yeah. about something that we're loving. It could be anything, food, a restaurant, yeah. a book, anything. What are you loving this week? This particular week? Oh, I, well, I would say Father's Day because that was that was so much fun. Swimming, 
cooking, watching movies. Uh, I, so I would say this particular week, two things, personal-wise. So I have low-rider bikes, um, not, not like motorcycles, like bicycles, low-rider bikes, which is big in the Mexican culture, and I love it. So I got my daughter one, and, and we were cruising around Saturday and Sunday on our low-rider bikes. Just having fun. fun. And that little girl's just big old smile on her face and things like that. And everyone's <laughs> like, I like your bike. Like she, you know, they love, they love the bikes, but they were giving her a lot of recognition. Um, so that, just seeing a little girl smile, that's what I love, seeing a little girl smile and just having fun. Like love and life. Yes. Like that's what we're supposed to do. She's loving life. And I feed off that. But then my nephew, take that boy uh, working out and seeing him, he thinks he's buff already. <laughs> so, dude, you've been working out two weeks, you know, buff. But seeing his confidence. You know, he, he gets home, and I take him working out every single day. Well, five days a week. But seeing that little boy's confidence, his boost, just from him, him being around his uncle and thinking he's, you know, Superman right now. But, you know, those are the two things I love. I love just seeing – I love seeing people with joy. And the kids – kids are the ones who always have it. We, we sometimes lack it as adults. But whenever I see kids and they're genuinely having fun, I'm like, man, that's what life is. Life's supposed to be fun. We have issues that go on all the time, and they're not going to stop. But doesn't mean we can't have fun in between. Doesn't mean we can't look at life differently. And, but the kids are the most purest kid, people on, on the on earth. And I think we all we all need to learn from how much joy they have. The littlest things. Getting a, a five cent tootsie roll is the biggest thing. You know? Like I wish we still had that. I wish I could look get a sucker and be like, yeah, got sucker. <laughs> you know, I wish I could still do that. Sometimes I do. Sometimes but, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what flavor the sucker is, but yeah. Yeah, not root beer. But <laughs> uh, root beer is, I love root beer. Yeah, cream soda. Oh, so good. But yeah, so I would say those two things. So uh, good. Seeing my daughter light up and seeing my nephew build confidence. That's awesome. That's a beautiful answer. Yeah, it seems on brand for you, Brayden, yeah. just yeah. lifting other people yeah. up. Yeah, neither Tracy nor looking. I want to go now, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll be selfish. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, okay, speaking of just... It's not a low rider bike, but uh, for Christmas, again, kids don't need much, right? I always joke that my kids would like play with trash boxes Mm. all day long if they could. Like, that's all they want. But we got my youngest son. He's turning five this week. We got him an electric scooter. Nice. And we'll link it in the show notes. I think it's a GoTrax, and it's for his age group. But and it wasn't that expensive. We got it at Walmart. I used a coupon. I can't remember how much it was, you guys, but we'll link it. It is the funnest thing he has ever owned. All he wants to do is be outside ripping up and down the street on this electric scooter. And at first we were like, this is incredibly dangerous, but we gave him a helmet. He's fallen a couple of times, skinned up his knee, but he, like you said, he feels empowered. Mm-hmm. He loves it. He feels like a big boy. And again, it's for his age group. So it's not anything crazy. And he loves it. You guys. So the joy that he gets on this electric scooter, John and I, my husband will just sit outside and go, Look at him go. He's just going up and down. It's just so fun. It's summertime, right? We're outside. Finally, we can all go do dangerous, fun things. So electric scooter for a five-year-old. I don't know. We did it. It's fun. Yeah. I I would still ride. If I could fit on one, (laughs) I'll still ride one. They have them for your your size. Oh, they do. The (laughs) the ones that are downtown. Yeah, the bird, birdie or whatever it is. Yes. Yes, those are dangerous. (laughs) The (laughs) squiato. The smile on my face is actually hiding my teary eyes that your baby is five this week because I remember holding him when he was born and I was not prepared for how emotional your statement about a motorized scooter was going to make me. So I love you. I'm my auntie. Auntie heart. I love it. Kids grow. They grow fast. They're like the markers of time. Kids. Because you look at them and you think, oh, how has it been five years? That's nuts. 
Rachel, what are you loving? A thousand percent. Okay, guys, I'm going to dive into another amazing organization in our community. Um, my middle son this week is at the YMCA Leif Erickson Day Camp in Sioux Falls. This yeah, is- my daughter's there too. <gasps> Wait, what? Yeah. They're so going to be friends because they're the same age. <gasps> I'm going to pray about it. Yeah, yeah. she's there. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay, and you told me her beautiful name off mic, so I'm totally going to ask my son yeah. today if he knows her. Oh, this is very exciting. She looks, she looks just like me, a little lighter skin, but just like me. Adorable. Okay, I'm so excited. Is she having the time of her life so far? Is yeah. this, is this her yeah. first time doing it, or has she done this it in the past? First, yeah, first year. She did it beginning of June, so okay. this is the second. What are they call semesters or whatever. Yes. I don't know quarter or something. I know. I I can't remember, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so great. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm super pumped. But yes, so this is my my little guy's first time doing it, and he is obsessed. You guys, it's so fantastic. They get to do literally everything. It's everything from archery to bounce houses with water slides. Yeah. And I think what I love about it so much is well, a couple things. First of all, that they really emphasize relationships and being who you were uniquely created to be. So it's really important to them that the kids emerge after these two weeks feeling like a part of a group and a part of a community, which is so, so wonderful. And the other thing that I love about it is they do a tiered pricing, which I think is fantastic. They have a pricing that reflects the true cost of sending your kid to camp for two weeks, but then they also have scholarships and financial aid. And again, I think that's so great. And I know uh, boys and girls club too does a fantastic job about this too is so that none of these kids have to miss out on having some really cool, really fantastic experiences in the summer. And it's literally, it's so inclusive. It's for everybody. So I'm very grateful for this awesome day camp and for the opportunity for all kids to go if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. She's loving it. So I'm glad, I'm glad your son's loving it too. Oh, I'm so excited. I'll email you later. Well, compare notes. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I love it. Brayden, we can't thank you enough for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. For taking the invitation of two crazy people running up the stairs to find you. (laughs) They were wearing hats. I think I took the elevator, too. It wasn't even stairs. You guys are winded from pushing a button. (laughs) How dare you, Brayden? (laughs) I will have you know we do hot yoga. (laughs) Thank you, Brayden. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of Isn't It Lovely? If you love what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe by clicking on our show in your favorite podcast app and following the prompts. You can download all of our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. You can also find all of our episodes on our website at www.isitnotlovely.com. And we are also on Instagram and our handle is isitnotlovelypodcast. Keep looking for the lovely in all things. Thanks for listening.